Okay. I've already started playing. <laughs> we are live. For those of you listening, thanks so much for joining in. Again, we are Planeta Patineta, and we're here broadcasting live at SAIC's Free Radio. This is our second episode, and I am so excited to introduce to you our second guest. I'm going to give this spiel in Spanish for our Spanish-speaking folks. Let's see how it comes out. It's the first time. Bienvenidos al segundo episodio de Planeta Patineta. Eh, estoy muy emocionada para presentarles nuestra invitada que tenemos aquí, nuestra segunda invitada al show. Eh, aquí tenemos a Becky Zerlin. Here we have a great friend of mine, Becky Zerlin. How are you, Becky? I'm good. Thank you, Janet. I understood that. Yeah, you did? I did. Yeah, I did. What did I say? What did I say? Um, second show, inviting me on and all that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got, you got it. it. You got it. <laughs> so I guess I want to start off the show um, kind of like telling folks or like even like looking back at how it is we met. And I don't know if you remember that, but I remember it. I remember I was at the Cicero Bowl with like Lillian and a couple of other girls. Mm -hmm. And then you just like showed up by yourself with your helmet. <laughs> you sat down next to it. So I assumed like someone knew you in the crew. I don't think anybody did. Yeah, and then nobody did. <laughs> and then you just started shredding. And I was like, who is this person? Like, I, I need to know who this person is. Like, I want to be friends with this person so I can learn from this person. <laughs> and then I think I like went up to you and was just like, you know, talking to you or something like that. And then I remember you questioned, you asked me about like, hey, how do you do that? Or like, how do you do these these one tricks? So I think after that, we just started hanging out and going to Cicero Bowl together. Yeah. yeah do you remember? Mm-hmm. It was um, still like really new for when I first started skateboarding. I had gone to Cicero Bowl um, with a group of other skaters. Um, and so that had to have been... I had only been there a handful of times, and I probably had already met Noe. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think he was there that day or no? I don't remember if he was there that day. Maybe. Maybe later on. I don't know, but yeah. like I would, I would always see him there. So like even if I was going by myself, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to see him or yeah. I'll make new friends. And that and was like two years ago, right? It was, was about two, two years, years ago because it was like right when I started That's getting wild. into it. Yeah, I feel like I've seen you progress. And it's just really exciting to look back in retrospect and like remember when we started this like journey in like our skate lives. Yeah, but I could say the same for you too yeah. because I remember when you couldn't carve the bowl. Yeah, I and here you are yeah. shredding yeah. any bowl that you go into. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely bowls. It's like you have to learn the ways and get comfy and like just have your body understand like the memory of the bowl. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So tell us about your skating, your surfing, and your snowboarding, because I know you do it all. You're definitely like a board sports person, and how you, you got into that, how you started doing board sports, yeah, why you fell in love with it. Um, my, the first board sport I did was snowboarding. My parents skied a bit um, when they were younger, and so when me and my brother were old enough, they were like, we're going to take you to a mountain and you can snowboard or you can ski it's up to you I don't remember who chose snowboarding for me but that's what I did mm -hmm. and we went to California to Big Bear Mountain and that's where I learned um and so I got where's Big Bear Mountain at I think it's like north north oh, okay, California okay, okay cool um, like up like by Sacramento or like up more up there no. like geographically trying to understand no idea snowboarding Cali okay cool. uh Bear it, Mountain okay big big, big bear 
Big Bear? Okay. Now you're making me second guess. And it's, <laughs> I think, I I think it's called Big, Big Bear. Okay, okay. We can look it up after okay, this okay. and figure it yeah. out. Um, I don't remember much. I just remember sticking on the bunny hill. And my snowboard must have been, like, probably Tiny. that big. Because that was, like, you know, a little yeah. girl doing it. Wait, so how old were you then? Um, Probably in grade school. Oh, nice. Um, you know, I was small though. Yeah. Fearless at that age. Oh, so. yeah, because you're made of rubber. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you no. fall. Yeah. Yeah. No fear. Yeah. Um, so I did that. And then... It had been a long time since I snowboarded. Snowboarded a little bit in college, Mm -hmm. I think. And then at some point in junior high, I was at a soccer tournament in California. And we had time in between games. And we decided to go surfing. And I got a surf lesson at La Jolla Beach. And I just remember being like, this is the greatest thing. Like when you feel yourself catching a wave... It's like Mother Nature is like just pushing you and you're harnessing its power and like mm. it like directing it where you want to go. It's just an amazing feeling. Um, and so I just fell in love with it that first trip. And so we would continue to go back to um, San Diego for this one soccer tournament. Mm. And so I would surf. And then that kind of took a break for a bit. And when I got into college, um, snowboarded a little bit like I said and then it wasn't really until I moved to New York um, when I got um, when I started making my own money where I could be like this is what I want to do and this is how I want to invest my time and so I kind of started doing snowboard trips um, and then surf trips um, which was you know a little bit more involved because you got to go specific places for it not just like Colorado or Utah or upper New York yeah yeah did you start off skiing because i know some people do either or or they like start off one and then they figure out they they like they enjoy the other one no i started snowboarding and stuck to it i can't imagine having my legs not stuck together going down a mountain i think i would do the splits i don't think it would be pretty same yeah same i don't want to (laughs) yeah so i know that you were doing soccer how like do you still enjoy soccer was it something that's just like in the past and you enjoyed it for like as long as you did it but then you just kind of grew out of it kind of grew out of it um I started when I was really young and it like I did gymnastics a little bit and then got introduced to soccer my brother was playing in AYSO around you know the Chicagoland area and of course I wanted to do what he did Mm -hmm. and so my parents put me into soccer I was a hyper kid yeah. And so, like, it was good because all I did was run around and kick a ball, and then I would, you know, be quiet at home. Um, but I, I started getting really good at it. And so, like, any other sport, any other activity kind of fell to the wayside mm. very early mm-hmm. on for me. And then my dad noticed that I was really good. And so it kind of turned into what team should we move her to to see how far we could take this. Yeah. Because when I grew up, um, it was like Mia Hamm era, and she was like the greatest female women's soccer player and Brandy Chastain mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like, remember when they won, it was either the Olympics or the World Series for women? Like, somebody scored a goal and she like ripped her shirt off and slid in her sports bra, and it was like such an iconic moment. Mm-hmm. That's when I grew up. And mm-hmm. so, like, the possibilities for women's soccer at that point was like endless. Yeah. So, my dad really invested time and energy into it and wanted to put me in the best possible 
um, scenarios to give me a future in soccer. And so he moved me um, to different teams so that I could like eventually be seen by college recruiters and ODP, which is Olympic Development Program. It's like the track that you go take to get to the Olympics and whatnot. So then you you kind of grew up having this strong discipline in sports. Yeah. Very disciplined. Yeah. And the thing that I will say about that is that it did burn me out because it was such a focus for so long and it was all I did that by the time I got to college, I was just kind of like, I don't don't feel the passion anymore. I got a scholarship and it just kind of felt like a job. And that happens a lot too with some people that invest so much time in like one sport and they get to college and they're like, well, this is is it. Yeah, Yeah, and then you kind of go through this like identity crisis where you're like, I don't know who I am without this sport mm. and you kind of got to figure it out and it's hard but yeah soccer was a big part of my life loved it um, still have love for it can't technically pe- play anymore because I hurt my knee mm-hmm. and I didn't get surgery um, so there's specific um, things that I would need to do like go to physical therapy to work on cutting and like you know stopping sprinting and changing direction that the ACL that I'm missing in this leg is responsible for so I can't safely do it now and I think because I'm not allowed to do it I want to do it yeah because so many people invite me to play pickup games um and join the leagues and I'm like I can't (laughs) yeah I did want to talk about your injury but I also wanted to briefly ask about weightlifting because I think the time that I met you you had you were still doing some lifting you were still doing weightlifting or like CrossFit right so tell me more about that because that I yeah that's amazing I'm like yeah you built so much endurance and I look at you and I'm like I wish I was ripped like that <laughs> thank you yeah um so after soccer uh college ended I needed something like my personal well-being like I need some physical activity um and at that point I had found CrossFit and it still filled that like uh competitive void Mm -hmm. and it was also a way to stay in shape and be relatively healthy Mm -hmm. so I got really into it when I moved back here from New York um and then I got really strong really fast and good at it and so I started competing in it um and then I just kept getting injured and whatnot um in my opinion and this is just my opinion CrossFit is a little silly um if you're not careful Mm -hmm. um if you don't have your ego unchecked it's very easy to hurt yourself I mean you have these movements that are the Olympic lifts which is the snatch and the clean and jerk people go to the Olympics for just these two lifts Mm. that is their sport that's what they dedicate and then you have CrossFit that's like let's do these two movements back to back to back to back to back, high repetitions of really heavy weight, mm-hmm. and you're expecting people not, to not get hurt. Um, it's kind of it's kind of silly in my opinion. Yeah. Have you retired from that? Like, do you do it every now and then? You're just like, I did that, I'm done? Um, I'm, I'm kind of done with it, honestly. It was a, a fun community to be a part of, and it definitely taught me a lot about weightlifting and just, like, staying in shape on my own, which is what I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm over it. Once I started skateboarding, um, I was like, do I want to spend my time in the gym 
or do I want to spend my time outside in this new sport that I'm really enjoying yeah. with friends? Yeah. And it's like when you're in a CrossFit gym, when you're when you're trying to be a competitive CrossFitter, you're in the gym for like three hours on a given day. On a given day, it's like you have your gymnastics work because there's a lot of gymnastics involved in it and you can sometimes break it up into two different sessions like I'd go to the gym early in the morning work on my gymnastics stuff which was exhausting and of its own Mm -hmm. and then you'd go back and you would do weightlifting and let's say that that lasted like an hour Um, and then you would do a conditioning piece which is um, it could be anything like rowers bikes and then weightlifting combined and like that's like the competitive part of it. Mm. Um, that's what the competitions are based around is like the conditioning combined with the weightlifting and the gymnastics. That sounds intense. Yeah, and so <laughs> it's like, really how do I want to spend my time? Yeah, f- being in a gym, feeling like I'm dying. Yeah, or being outside, surrounded by friends and having fun. Yeah, I'm gonna pick being outside right, and yeah. having fun with friends. Yeah, good community. <laughs> you came to the right place. I think so. <laughs> So I think this is a good segue to talk about how it is that you got into skateboarding and your story, how you got here. Yeah. Um, 2019, I was in Costa Rica surfing um, on a solo trip, and I kind of felt like things clicked for me on that trip where it was easier for me to catch a wave and I was judging things better. And it wasn't just like surfing on white water going straight to the beach. Mm-hmm. I was standing up and going sideways which is, you know, the first step to, like, carving Carving, and whatnot. Um, And I was really, really excited about it. And I didn't want to wait another year to go again. So I got home and I started researching spots to go, and I decided I was going to go to El Salvador. Mm -hmm. And so I booked that ticket, paid a deposit on everything, was ready to go. And then it was the end of April, beginning of March 2020, and everything shut down because of COVID. And oh, that, that ruined your plans. It ruined my plan. plans. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, literally everything shut down. Chicago shut down. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, at that point, I was crossfitting. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's not safe to be in a gym now. Mm-hmm. All the gyms are shut down anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And Instagram started advertising surf skates to me and I was like oh this is really cool this is interesting um let me order one of these what are surf skates exactly so it's like shaped boards no it's got a truck on it that completely rotates uh, perpendicular so as a like a normal skate truck oh, rotates I've like this those. yes this one turns this way so if you put enough like weight on your heel side it'll trigger that front truck to turn like this. But they're skates. It's not a skateboard. It's a skateboard. I don't it looks like I've a regular skateboard, these. but the front um, is different. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so if you put enough weight on the on your heel side, it's going to turn this way. If you put enough weight on your toe side, it's going to turn this way. So instead of like doing a long carve on a mm-hmm. skateboard, you can go like this without kick turning. Oh. So people use it okay. to like train skate uh, surfing. Surfing, okay, okay. And that's oh. what I was like. All of a sudden, Instagram, they like knew. super grateful for that logarithm, started advertising it to me. Yeah. And I was like, this is cool. I'm gonna do it. And I bought one. It took about a month for it to ship because everything was shut mm-hmm. down. 
and I got it and I started skating around in neighborhoods, um, up people's driveways and like cutting back and whatnot. And I think that snowboarding allowed me just to be comfortable enough to just start doing that right off the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, and also surfing, obviously, because it's much more like surfing than snowboarding. Um, so yeah, that's how I started doing it. And then I, and I, had, I had never thought that I was going to go into skate parks. It wasn't something that I was going to do. It was just a way to kill time. Mm-hmm. And I started getting really bored just going on flat ground like carving and I found my way to this small um, little skate park and was teaching myself how to do kick uh, kick turns and like kind of sliding on the walls a little bit like power sliding up and down walls because I saw a lot of people in Spain and Brazil doing it on these surf skates Mm -hmm. and nobody was doing it really in the United States Mm -hmm. and so this is what I was seeing and I'm a visual learner like I can see and try to duplicate it might it's gonna take me some time but I can get it and so I started doing that in this one little skate park and then one day this dad came up to me and he's like what what is that what are you skating mm-hmm. um, and so I told him and I, I like people love that board they they wanted to ride it and feel what it felt like um, they either loved it or they hated it most people hated it mm-hmm. Um, but they were really interested in it. So people would always come up to me and ask me, like, what it is. Um, so he he was like, you should go to Northbrook, which I think is called Techni. Techni Park. Um, yeah, Techni yeah, Park. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, he's like, the, it's like banks everywhere. So you're going to be able to carve up and down those walls, and you're going to love it. And I was like, okay, cool. So I woke up, I think, early the ne- that weekend or the next day, and I, I went there. And it was great. And I ran into this group of older skaters and they were all super interested into it and um, asked me questions and like we exchanged info, um, like Instagrams and whatnot. Um, And so that was like the first group that I really skated with was like a group of older skaters um, who grew up in the era of Dogtown and the Mm Z-Boys. And so like I'm skating, putting my hands on the ground and like skirting around they were really interested in it and they, they loved it. Um, and so I started skating with them and then I found my way to Deerfield Skate Park and they would go like every weekend. Every Sunday, right? Sunday yeah, morning, super early. Yeah. Oh my God. I love those Sundays. Those are good Sundays. But it's so early. Yeah, it is early. <laughs> but that was my first group because the city was shut down. None of my personal friends skated. And so this was my introduction into skateboarding. And so... Uh, one guy in particular, Kenny Sadler, really taught me how to skateboard during that first year. Um, further down the line, we switched to a regular skateboard, and that's when he like really taught me stuff. But that first group of skateboarders are the reason why I actually skateboard in skate parks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they brought me to Cicero, and then I li- I think... By that time, I had moved back into the city, mm-hmm. um, and I lived in, in Bucktown, where I'm at now. So it wasn't that far from me, so I felt comfortable enough going. And then I ended up meeting Noe, and then I met you. Mm-hmm. And so you were, like, my first peers mm-hmm. um, that I met. And yeah. that's kind of where the beginning started. That winter, um, I couldn't be on the surf skate anymore. So a friend had a mini in his garage, and it was like kind of narrow it's 
in the surf skate. Yeah, I could have ridden it, but there's not a whole lot that I could do in a mini. So I had to get a regular skateboard. Yes, and then that's when you got like the surf one, right? The the shaped one, like the curvy shaped one. No, that so that's the surf skate. Oh, that was the surf skate. That's and the then surf you got skate. A regular then one? I got a regular uh, okay, skateboard okay, okay. that first winter. So you were dropping in with that surf skate one? Yeah, you met me with the surf skate. Wow, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, and people okay, were like, okay. you can't drop in on that. Yeah, yeah, I remember because you told the front me. trucks are so squirrely. Yeah. They're like, you can't do that. Wait, I know what you're talking about. The the front end is like really tiny, like it's pointy. Yeah, so like the truck is literally like right under the nose of it. And that's just the specific board shape that I picked. Yeah. I don't think they're all like literally like imagine your front truck being like yeah, and this yeah. is the end of your nose not all of them are like that mm, but mine okay. happened to be like, okay okay i remember yeah, yeah. it's crazy you're dropping yeah. it on that <laughs> and then you had like really chunky wheels too i remember right mm-hmm. they were kind of like they were like longboard wheels yeah they were longboard wheels yeah i eventually switched them out to harder wheels so that i can um, do bird slides better and easier which are my, one of my favorite things to do yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Wait, I lost my train of thought. Um, so yeah, you you were out there. You switched. You switched to popsicle board. Yes. And then what happened there? How was that transition? Oh my God! If you saw me, um, I couldn't push because I was so used to be able to generate momentum with the surf skate. It was it was pretty funny. We we went to Fargo as a group they rented it out early in the morning with the older guys with the older guys so it was just us and i was like oh if i'm not in a mini and i'm not on my surf skate i don't know how to push um because on the surf skates you never have to take your foot off the board and push because you can generate momentum Uh by just this movement yeah mimicking surfing and I was really worried about getting to Fargo and not being able to like push between elements. I remember seeing those videos of you going like yeah. this, doing this, and I was like, "How is she able to do that? Like, that's yeah, that's so much momentum." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense though because you're really strong, so it's just yeah, yeah, it's, it's easy for you. Yeah, definitely a quad workout yeah. on a surf skate. Yeah, if you ever need to like cross train for something, yeah. highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it ended up not being that big of an issue. I was worried for nothing. Um, it's really, it's not that hard to take your foot off your board and push. Mm-hmm. I was just spoiled. Um, so how was Fargo the, it, that first time? It was fun. Um, at that point, I had been in the, that, my friend's garage trying to learn how to do 50-50 stalls. So I think that's like a majority of my time was spent like yeah. focusing on that little mini. Um, it was fun though. Was and fun. now you have like hell of a trick hell of a lot of the tricks right like you have 50 50 stalls you have front side 50 50 stalls yeah you have rocks fakie like you have you have a couple yeah Yeah. um yeah i got like a nice little bag of tricks definitely want to make them bigger and be able to do them on different elements not just like specific spots like when I go to Wilson, I love I love the pool, but mm-hmm. I can't do my bag of tricks on it because I'm not used to how steep the walls are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's like future yeah, goals. Yeah, future goals. Yeah. And then I do want to talk about when you tore, tore your ACL. Yeah. Did you, you tore your ACL skating, right? Or yeah. Or did you also no. tear it when you were like CrossFit or soccer or something? No, so that's like part of the most frustrating thing. Um, ACL tears are so common in soccer Mm -hmm. and gymnasts for women because our femurs 
angle inward, which make your knees buckle, which is how they typically get torn. So I made it through all those years of fucking soccer. Yeah. And then CrossFit and it didn't happen. And then it happens when I'm just like fucking, sorry, can I swear? Yeah. <laughs> when I'm like fucking around Cicero yeah. Bowl. Yeah. No one was there. Yeah, no one was there. No one was there. He was so nice about it. Um, I was trying to learn, what is it called? When you go up fakey and then you spin and you come back down. Fakey, fakey. 180, like, yeah but not like not getting above coping i was like the beginning of it like just staying on transition whatever we'll call it fakey rock (laughs) (laughs) is that a fakey 180 like you're going fakey and then you turn i'm going fakey yeah and then i turn and i come back down fakey and so you rock and rock rock and roll or rock rock you would have you would eventually get your it's a cab right yeah yeah. You'd eventually get like your trucks up there. Cab. Okay. Yeah. Thank so, you half cap to rock. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Whatever you said, that's what it was. That's I was, what it was. I was trying to learn that. Yeah. And, um, and you had gotten it before. I had gotten it before, yeah. but it was like the beginning of getting comfortable yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. Like I wasn't trying to hit the coping or anything. I was just strictly doing it on transition. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. And I got up there and I was like a little bit too close to the corner pocket of the shallow end at Cicero. And I just kind of lost balance and stepped backwards. And my knee went, so like the corners here, I stepped backwards and my knee went like this. Oh. uh And so this shin was more like that. And I felt a pop, knew, instantly knew it was bad and just kind of sat there. Yeah. No, he was so nice about it. He was just like, are you okay? What do you need? (laughs) I was like, I just need to sit here for a moment. Yeah, just absorbing. Yeah. Yeah. didn't cry. It was just kind of nice. like, you fucked your shit up, but it might be okay. Did it hurt? Were you like in so much pain? It hurt. Or was it numb? It hurt, but it didn't hurt, I don't know, like breaking a bone. Like I wasn't screaming. You've broken a bone before. No, but like okay, you know, no, when, I just when, people, when people break bones, they're like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't I screaming. Yeah. I was just kind of like. You bent your knee funny. You felt the pop. Yeah. Something something bad. Yeah. And, like, I didn't want to move it. And he was like, what do you need? And I kind of, like, took my pads off and handed it. Handed him my skateboard. And then, like, got up. And he helped me out of the bowl. And I remember walking around a little bit. Um, couldn't, f- like, fully use it. Mm. Um, but it I could get around. Walk. Yeah. Like, okay. something was definitely wrong with it. Um, yeah. And then kind of sat with him for a bit and was it, it was your left it's my front knee so i read oh, regular, right. so it's That's this your knee. Front knee yeah so you were still able to drive back home then yeah <laughs> so but the thing oh my god so my dad used to be a carpenter growing up so he always has house projects at home i needed to go and help dig a, a 16 uh like an 18 inch trench for him to run like copper wires into mm-hmm. like for a generator mm-hmm. and so like and I didn't go home. I went to his house and was digging this trench with him with, like, a knee that's not working. Oh, and did I'm you like, tell him? Yeah, I was like, something's wrong. And he's like, all right. <laughs> like, we got shit to do. Did you tell do. him after? Or, oh, you told no, him I told before. him before. Like, I was limping. I was like, I, I messed it up. I, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, we're going to see what's going to happen. Like, there's nothing I could do. Yeah. Like, couldn't do anything about it right then and there. But we dug that trench. Yeah. And then um, 
we had gotten close at that t- by that time. Me. And you would um, reach out and say, hey, like, I heard you fell. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, just give it some time. You know, I was in denial. And yeah. Like, every week you would reach out to oh. skate. And I was like, I'm not ready yet. I'm and sorry. And I remember you'd skate a little bit and then you'd stop. And you'd be like, yeah, my knee's hurting. That was after yeah. I found out. Yeah, because I didn't skate for about a month. It took okay, about okay. a month for me to That's get in good. for an yeah. MRI. Um, you know, it got better. Um, but it like I couldn't bend down all the way and it just felt funny. So it was about a month before I got in to see doctors for it. I went to see a physical therapist first because there's specific tests that they could do to see um, if your ligaments are loose mm. and they compare it to your other knee. So I went in, a lot of physical therapists do this. So if like anybody's ever gets hurt, um, you can find a, a physical therapist that offers free um, 30 minute sessions for injury screenings and so that's what I did and they did the test and it's something like you know like moving holding the the thigh and moving this and like this one was looser and he's like you are testing positive for having a torn ACL um, go get an MRI and speak to a specialist and get a diagnosis and you're, that's going to tell you what you need to do. Mm. And so I got lucky the next day. I was able to get in for an MRI. And I, I like kept getting lucky. I was really grateful about this experience at Rush. I got in for the MRI, um, went, like got breakfast, went back to meet with the doctor. And they're like, they're looking at the x-ray. And they're like, oh, this is good. You don't have any, um, there's no arthritis in your knees. This is good. But yeah, you definitely tore your ACL. They're like, there's some fibers still attached. Fibers still attached. (laughs) But it's torn. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Like, how much percentage is attached? And they're like, we'd have to cut you open and look at it to tell. But it's a high grade tear, and you you should go to physical therapy three times a week for a month, and then you can decide at that point, do you want surgery? Or did you get enough stability from physical mm. therapy and you don't need surgery? Mm. But if at any point your knee buckles underneath you, you need to come right in for surgery mm-hmm. because it's not going to be able to support your weight anymore. So I started physical therapy right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that month went by and we didn't feel like we were fully done, but it didn't look like I needed surgery. Like I was gaining really good stability with just mm-hmm. my thigh muscles um in my hamstrings and so that's kind of how it ended up going like I think I went probably for two months two to three months physical therapy um really working on balance and stability and strength and I to this day haven't had surgery um the last test was hurdle hops with one leg Mm. and like diagonal jumping and so I would do it with my right leg which doesn't have the torn ACL and then I would do it with my left leg. And I could jump further with my left leg after all of the work that we did on. And the stability mm, was equal. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't need to have surgery. And hopefully that'll just be the case. Um, yeah. And I just got to keep up with my, my PT. Yeah. I was going to say from that experience, do you have a pre-workout routine or physical therapy routine before you go out to skate or after? Not really before. Um like, if I'm going skating that day and, like, my body's feeling really tight, like, I'll do some specific stretches to loosen up areas that need to get loosened up. Foam rolling's great, like, a lacrosse ball to get into yeah. those areas that are tight. 
um, are great, but really um, I just try to do specific exercises three times a week, and that's really focusing on my legs, on my butt muscles, my quads, and my hamstrings, and then also balance work in there, um, which is good because it's preventing the surgery, but it's also making... I'm not good enough right now to be skating things fakey. Um, and a lot of people down the road are going to run into issues from imbalances, from pushing only on one leg. Oh, Doing yeah. this stuff right now is kind of like prehab, preventative mm-hmm. for injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just it's making me more well-rounded and keeping me in shape. I don't need to go to the gym because I have all the knowledge from CrossFit and yeah. physical therapy. I can make my own workouts in my house. Yeah. And it's fine. So, yeah. And I do um, Pilates, um, Pilates. which is really good. There's actually a really funny story. Yeah. Do you want to tell us? Yeah. um, (laughs) During COVID, I, like, found this woman on Instagram, and her name's Star Hawkins, and she's from Miami, covered in tattoos, big ass, great energy always has like fun music and she would do these classes like on instagram live and that was around the time like all the fitness places were doing them for free Mm -hmm. and she decided that she wanted to kind of like be in charge of her own destiny and got an only fans to teach pilates it wasn't dirty it wasn't anything and so it was 30 dollars a month which is a dollar a day like that's a great deal and she did five or six workouts a week so I signed up for that Mm -hmm. and my credit card flagged it as fraudulent and so they called the phone number they had on file and that phone number was my parents house and so it wasn't even an automated person it was an actual person being like are you charging blah 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 to your card for OnlyFans (laughs) and my mom's like yes She had no idea what it was, and I'm so happy I didn't have to have that conversation. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> wow. That's a good one. That's a good story. Yeah. Uh, switching over to, because I, yeah, I know you have a full-time job. Last time I interviewed Marlene, I was like, so you have a full-time job? Marlene's like, no, I do part-time. So I'm like, oh, okay. I almost assume everybody has like a full-time job, but you work full-time. Yeah. And I know through just like hanging out with you that like sometimes your work is exhausting, like full-time jobs are exhausting. So how do you uh, balance between having a work-life balance, whatever that is? Oh, yeah. Um... Do you like just skate weekends? I definitely prioritize skating on the weekends. If I don't have plans Friday night, like I work right by Wilson Skate Park, so I it's very easy for me to leave work, get there in five minutes, mm-hmm. skate. Um, but fr- Saturday and Sunday, definitely dedicate. Um, skating takes the priority for me. Um, and then during the week, it's really whenever I can fit it in. I think you're really good about listening to your body mm-hmm. and being like, my body's not feeling it. I'm not going to skate today. Yeah. And I like that's important. Like mm-hmm. You need to listen to your body because sometimes when you're tired, you're not going to react as fast as you mm-hmm. need to and in something like skateboarding you need to be on it because if you're not reacting that fast how are you going to catch yourself when you fall and make a mistake yeah also for me i don't want to drive out to a spot or like get there and just not feel good yeah and you know and have my whole day kind of ruined and yeah then, like be upset at myself you know so yeah i'll just like not go yeah like you got to think about all those things mm-hmm. and like chicago traffic sucks yeah and 
yeah things that you gotta deal with so tell us about your recent ski trip you went out to wisconsin which is like a short short trip they're like down the road but how was that i'm sure you had a lot of fun oh it was so fun yeah tell us about um it. so me don and chris went up and we we were gonna go camping and chris was like let's hit up these skate parks and we were all like yeah let's do it so we like loaded up in the car stopped at deerfield on the way there went to madison skate park which was great love madison oh my god it was so fun yeah. i love that pool in the back yeah um, you like we so me and Noe went and we didn't skate that one we skate well i didn't skate that one i skated the more friendlier one yeah but how did you like that other big pool in the i i kind of like the shape of it better yeah. than the one with coping okay 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 um but the fucking stairs they scare me yeah that that little what is it called the cake the little cake yeah, the little yeah. Cake. so what did you did you like no, I just kind just of avoided, avoided it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had, we got some clips of me skating there, and it was pretty funny because you could definitely see that I had surfed and um, skated on a surf skate because the way that like my body shot me out into that area was a very like um, surfing turn yeah. for me. It was like super powerful, like as if I was surfing and getting up on the lip and cutting back in. Um, it was a good shape for me, um, but the deep end is like oververt a little bit. So it's like once you you pump and you get up there, your your like body needs to like adjust to it really mm -hmm. quickly. So that was like a good learning experience for me. Um, that other bowl um, that was a little funny. Just the shape of it was funny, yeah. but the coping was really nice. It was I liked it. And then the whole plaza for like the ledges and excuse me everything else. I wish I was good at that stuff because literally have everything that you they could have want. everything yeah it's a good plaza yeah it was cool um we skated there way too late got to the campsite very late um at this point our friend thad was driving through the area and so he went to our campsite and set up a, a fire and so we met up with him we camped um this was actually the first time i've ever cowboy camped like without a tent just in the sleeping bag under the stars it was really nice. Nice. In yeah. Wisconsin, you went out? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, we woke up early, uh, had breakfast, and then we went to a Grindline Park. And then if you saw that video, it's the one where um, Chris was going over that, like, I don't know, rainbow shape mm -hmm. in the like, the, like a deep bowl. Um, we spent hours there. We went swimming after, and then we went to a little DIY called Lily Pond, mm -hmm. um, which was just like this funky little crusty spot. It was really cute. Yeah. So you were skating for like all day for oh, like yeah. what, how many days was that? It was just it was just two oh, days just two, two. and we had more spots to go to but we just died. Yeah, like, yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, you gave me like a list of five spots already and I'm like, "Whoa." Yeah. We missed an, a DIY that we wanted to go to and then we wanted Chris wanted to go through Milwaukee to mm -hmm. Is it called Continental? I haven't been skating in Milwaukee, but I'm sure maybe. Yeah, there was like two spots that he wanted to go to and None of us can do it. Like I can go, but we yeah. just did y'all go to Tosa? No. Okay, Tosa was. I know we really like Tosa. Is that yeah. the one? I think you'd like that bowl. It's just a bowl. No, it's like they have a street spot, and then they have one bowl, and then they have like what, like half a bowl, kind of like a transition spot. Okay. But no, we really like that bowl. Okay. Yeah. We should plan a trip. Yeah, we should though. go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, and then prior to Wisconsin, you were out in Mexico. You were in Cabo, right? Or you, you were like close by there, right? So or last December, I went, went to Sayulita. Uh-huh. That was before 
Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, Sayulita was for surfing. Um, yeah. And then I just came back from Cabo San Lucas. And you did skating. I, no, I surfed. Um, Surf- I surfed and skated Skates. there. Um, the first trip to Mexico was a shit show. Sayulita. Sayulita. <laughs> they call it Sayudirty. 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 There's a hella tourist out there. Yeah. It's like tourist mania, tourist land. Yeah, it's... Apparently, once upon a time, it used to be like this cute little fisher village um, mm-hmm. with lots of locals, and it was just a surf spot, and it was like paradise. Yeah, and, you know, people came and ruined it and tried yeah. to capitalize on it, and so now it's kind of like this little party, um, little corner of mm-hmm. um, where is it located? Nared? I don't know. It's where. like north of um, Puerto Vallarta. Okay, okay. Uh, I haven't been out to that side of Mexico. Um. Yeah. So it's I don't think you're. I don't think. I don't think you're missing, you're missing out. Yeah, yeah, like I wouldn't go. Um, yeah, it was really crowded in Sayulita, and it was during COVID. Yeah, right. It, like, plain pandemic. It was just yeah. Yeah, and I got COVID on that trip. Shit. Don't know how it happened. Um, you know, I've spent most of my time just surfing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So you're like, how did? It yeah, happen? like yeah. it could have happened on the streets. Um, a lot of the places that I ate were like semi outdoors. Mm-hmm. I did stay in a hostel, so. Either I was just the first person that tested for COVID and was like, hey, I'm positive. Well, other people had already had it and given it to me. Um, Or I got it from somewhere else and I truly was the first person there that had it. mm. But at that point, you couldn't get back into the United States without testing uh, testing negative. Yeah, I remember I hit you up and you're, I was like, when are you coming back? Are you, are you back yet? Like, let's go skate tomorrow. You're like, no, I have COVID. I have to, I'm testing every day that you told me. No, like or something like that. I ran out of my little guys, um, my little at-home kits, and mm. you couldn't buy them in Mexico at that point. Mm-hmm. So you had to go to these clinics and get tested, and um, they're not covered in insurance Can like you they are here. Second? Do you have the battery? Yeah, this it's it's charging. Which one? It's it's on the wall. Yeah. Okay, cool. Take a little breather. Oh my God! Wait, should we stop the radio, the live, or? Ah, uh, you can keep going. Just say okay, we're cool. taking a little break. You should say we're taking a little break, y'all. Thanks for sticking around for these forty-two minutes. <laughs> Goes by really fast, right? Yeah. Don't worry, we're almost done. It's okay. We're good. Okay, now you hold it. Do you want me? Do you want to go back to the Mexico trip or, yeah? We'll just finish that. We'll just finish that Mexico trip and then we can talk about the last Mexico trip, which was okay. Can you, ask, yeah. the, can you ask the question again though, so we can be like. Yeah, are you ready or? We definitely forgot about that battery. <laughs> good to go. So how, you recently also were on a skate and surf trip out in Mexico. You went to Sayulita last year, and then recently you went to Cabo, right? Baja, ba- yeah. Yeah, Baja, yeah. yeah. How was that? Baja was much better than Sayulita. Okay. Um, didn't get COVID, which was nice. Um, but... Um, the, the forecast was a lot better and I've never surfed as good as I've surfed in Baja. Um, mm-hmm. I caught so many waves, like more than I've ever caught in my life. And I was just like super pumped about it. 
And then I made friends down there that were really wonderful, um, skated with the, those friends. Um, so, so half the trip was spent um, near Cabo San Lucas. And then the other half was um, spent about an hour on the other side. And that was called um, Cerritos, um, was mm-hmm. the surf area. Mm-hmm. I guess it's technically the beach. Mm-hmm. Pescadero and Todos Santos were the area, the towns. Um, so I got to skate this hidden secret desert bowl that a skate shop made. I um, saw that. I saw pictures of that. It was it so, so cool. Badass. Like yeah. I, I had seen it on social media and I was like, I need to go. Like yeah. I want, this looks amazing. Like it was a good shape for me mm-hmm. personally. And, um, yeah, it was like very high on the to-do list and me and my friend Kiki get there and there's scorpions in the bowl. Yes, of course. Yeah. So we had to go find a broom and try to get them out, uh, because they were like the little ones. Oh, they were the little ones. Yeah. Babies. Which are apparently more poisonous. I don't know. Just, I wasn't going to touch them. No. Yeah. Did they come back? No, 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 no. no. Uh, We swept it clean, got them all out, um, and then we were there for like four hours. It was so hot, but it was so fun. Yeah, that looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, What's, are you going, are you planning on going in any other skate or surf trips later this year or next year? Next Saturday, I'm supposed to go to El Salvador. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, wait, is this the trip that you postponed? It's the trip that got yeah, canceled that led me to skateboarding. I'm going to. Yeah. But I'm, I don't know if I can go awesome. now. Oh, because of your family situation? No, I, um, the last day in Baja, we went surfing and I got caught on the inside, which is like where all the waves are crashing. Mm-hmm. It was my mistake. Like, I'm a, I'm a coop. Like, what yeah. can I say? Yeah, yeah. Um, I got stuck in there and um, a wave, like, when you're not on a, a tiny, like, five-foot board that people do those turns on, mm-hmm. um, you can't dive under an incoming wave. You have to literally roll over, and they call it a turtle roll. Okay. Anybody with a long board or anything bigger than, like, six-something needs to do it. Yeah. So, a waves were coming, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I'm rolling over, and waves crashing over me. At one point, my hands slipped down the board, so like my hands weren't high enough to prevent the front of my board from being lifted from the wave. So a wave came, lifted my board up out of the water, and I go flying with it, and I land on the board and like hurt my shoulder, and I'm like, I just dislocated my shoulder. I was like, I don't, what am I supposed to do? I'm in the middle of the water. I'm yeah, going to drown. Yeah. Um, and I do the thing that, like, from soccer, like, yeah. seeing goalies, like, dislocate their shoulder. Like, I guess you're supposed to shrug. So I'm, like, in the water going like this. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's not dislocated. We're okay. But it fucking hurts. Yeah. And um, so that instinct just kicked in. You're like, you thought soccer and it all kind of clicked together. Oh, yeah. I instantly saw this one goalie named Max dislocate his shoulder it dangling and then him going like this it just like played in my head i think that's what karina did with uh, their elbow they're like what they like yeah something happened and they told me that they like plucked it back in gross yeah <laughs> sorry karina i'm like mentioning this in <laughs> they're reminding me like just you know you have to like fix it back in there you just have to do it i mean if you if you, if you go to the hospital that's yeah. what they're gonna do that's what they're gonna do yeah um you but in the moment you were like i'm gonna drown i need to do something yeah Yeah. um but luckily like i was fine i like paddled out and told my friend i was like i just hurt my shoulder i don't know um 
I'm either gonna, I'm just gonna rest for a minute, yeah. um, or I'm gonna catch something and go back in. And so I rested for a bit, and adrenaline was pumping, so it didn't hurt that much. Uh, but I ended up catching a six foot wave, which is bigger than anything right I ever caught. That? Like after resting, I was like paddling for it, yeah. um, and I caught it, and I rode it all the way in, and I was like, cool, I'm done. And then I got on the plane and went home. But the thing is, is um, I Did can't... Did go to like, the ER? No. Oh. No, like I couldn't move it. Like I was stuck. Okay, like okay. I couldn't raise it higher than yes. this. Um, so I started, I went to my physical therapist because it wasn't getting better. And I was mm. like, I'm supposed to leave on the 5th for mm-hmm. El Salvador to go surfing yeah. for a week. Um, yeah. I need to figure out if I can do this yeah. or not. And so I've been going to see her um, a handful of times. Right now... Like, I can do the movement, but, like, I'm still having some pain. So, yeah. I, I don't... I, I'm, it's going to be a last-minute decision on if I can go. And... Yeah, because this is... This would... If you postpone, it would be, like, the third time, or right? Or second time that you It'd be, like, three yeah. years later. Three years later, yeah. yeah. I want to go. I yeah, I serve. hope that happens for you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I'm, like, waiting for this moment. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, come on. Like, get better. Yeah. Send me all the good healing yeah, vibes, Yeah, I will. I will. Um... It's another question. You skate, I mean, we can go into this or not if you don't want to, but like, I know you skate bowl, that's mainly your thing, but I know you get into street a bit. Is that something you think about investing in or not at all? You're like, that's not my thing. Oh, for sure. Um, I love bowl skating. Um, it's my favorite, but I don't, I don't think I should just pigeonhole myself into that one thing. Um, I would love to go state, skate street and like the other parts of skate parks that aren't just bowls because not every skate park has bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to be a well-rounded skateboarder. Um, it's just, it's been hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, for me too, like I, I love bowls, but I switch between like street and bowls. You're really good about doing that. Yeah. Like yeah. I made myself practice ollies like for 10 minutes every single session and this past summer, like, you could really see the progress that's mm-hmm. being made. But for whatever reason, it's hard for me to, like, force myself to practice street things. Maybe mm-hmm. just because I don't really know what that entails. Mm-hmm. To me right now, I'm focusing, like, you have to be able to ollie up and down things. Yeah. And so that's what my focus is. Um, and not being afraid of that. <laughs> see what happens at Wilson tomorrow. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that rolling in, rolling out of the ledge. God. Yeah. And uh, we're getting close to the end, but I wanted to ask very quickly, like, what are the skaters that you look up to here in the city? So, like, who do you skate with? Who are you skating with now? I know, like, Chicago is really great. Like, there's different pockets of skaters or, like, skate communities within the city. But, yeah, who are, like, some folks, if you want to give shout-outs to people you truly admire as skaters and, like, as, as people? that are really great in the community honestly like every single person that i skate with is amazing in their own way like and i truly mean that like i'm grateful to skate with any person that i skate with on a regular basis like i have the group of older skaters that i started skating with who were just nothing but encouraging and wonderful Mm -hmm. to me and they really did teach me how to skateboard so like kenny sadler and all of those people um you and Noe were the first people that I met that were really welcoming. Um, yeah, and Lillian was there too. Then I met EJ and Eddie. Eddie. Um, love all of you people. Um, 
then I ended up going Wilson Wednesday started yes met all those people you, you can't talk about the Chicago communities without talking about Will because he's the person that's putting all that together mm-hmm. um on his free time yeah right? like dude is so busy very passionate we were just talking about this like it's been a year now since like i guess wilson wednesday or even like that halloween event yeah that started yeah. yeah um just what he's done for chicago as a community is really special and he's genuinely one of the nicest people i've ever met um and through him i've met so many great people um and like we were talking about chris earlier chris is one of the best skaters in the, in the city um just like he can do anything and he's so wonderful i love skating with him and like g g is also amazing skater and he's so encouraging um that you got like the whole crew that's in the pilsen diy that are all really nice and wonderful um i've got like my slappy crew like jesse and Mm -hmm. um Alyssa and like zach and like mike over there it it really is like you said it's like pockets of Mm -hmm. people it just depends on like what kind of skating i'm feeling like doing um but yeah, everybody's wonderful. Like Val's wonderful. Um, you got the the people at Wilson that aren't technically like the Sapien crew, like Connie and Bea, um, Damien and Ray and Nick. So like, many. It's so many literally names. yeah, everyone. It's literally everybody. Yeah. Like honestly, I'm so grateful to skate with all of them. And then like you and I got included in that group that we were talking about mm-hmm. on Instagram check, of like yeah. non non traditional skaters. I I don't know half of those people. But I'm really excited to get to know them. And once I'm able to keep up on street skating, yeah. to skate with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good to hear. Yeah, like mentioning everybody that puts in good work and like is really passionate about the sport. And, you know, having like this really great, strong, encouraging community for women and non-traditional skaters, I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And like for the overall growth of like the skate culture in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. So what I asked this to Marlene too, what is next for you in the next five years? What or not even five years, maybe like next year or like two years from now in your skating or maybe something else that you're recently picked up on? In skating? Yeah, let's start by there. Okay. In skating. Um my goal like this whole year, which I've kind of fallen off from just from being busy. Um, was to be able to do like 50-50 grinds in flow and like lock in and then come out of it like really fast yeah and just like instead of going up there and doing a kick turn it's like oh you're doing a grind and you come back in Mm -hmm. and just like making it look really like effortless Mm -hmm. and like good flow the 50-50 the front uh, the backside 50-50s are coming along my favorite bowl unfortunately is the Wilson pool and that's so crusty and hard. That's your favorite bowl? It's my favorite bowl. I it's like that shape. Better than than a Cicero bowl? Yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know. <laughs> there's, I can get heart. so much speed in there. At the Wilson Bowl. At the Wilson yeah, Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, so it's it's just kind of hard because it's hard f- to get up on the crusty pool coping and to do those things. Mm-hmm. And also the walls are a little bit vertical. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that like is a really big goal of mine is to be able to just do 50-50s in flow. Um, I have the front side 50-50s, and, but I'm having trouble getting back in there. There's that video. Are you still doing the I'm still tail, do, I'm tail? like, I'm, yeah. I'm cheating. Yeah, I cheat too, I cheat too. <laughs> yeah, I like it, it looks cool. Like yeah. I, I actually was able to do it like while like 
grinding and then moving into like oh, a little bit so of a tail like, style, yes. a tail slide yes. a little bit, which is cool. Yeah, but I want to be able to style kind of yeah it adds into it yeah. I want to be able to re-enter. Um, I'm starting to learn how to ollie on transition, so like coming back. Oh, like like you hit like a little curve. No, just like ollie. on the wall. Like if this is it, you're just alling like front side and backside. I don't know what they're called. Like you get little airs. Little airs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, without without like picking up my board yeah, with my hand like yes, I usually do. I know exactly. What yeah, yeah. So like I would love to be able to like fucking just come out of the bowl and not have to hold my board. Oh, like alling out of the bowl. Yeah, but going back in. Yo. That'd be yes. amazing. Yes, yes, yes. I have the beginning of a hand plant. Yes. I need to skate with you. I haven't seen you in like three months, so I need to skate with you and see your all these new tricks. It'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd like to get that, and then honestly, just like more trip tricks on coping, and like I said, alling up and down curves is like my fucking enemy right now. And yeah, working right on that. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. That's exciting. All right, we're coming down to the last three questions. Right. The last three. I'm hoping to do last five for future guests, but we're doing last three. Okay. One is what makes you. No, 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 I'm going to save this for last. One is, what is your love language? Words of affirmation. Okay. Yeah, if you, like, give me a compliment, and, like, it's a genuine compliment, like, especially about my skating, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I'll light up. Okay. Yeah, like, I might not, like, really show Sorry. that, but, like, internally, I'm like, yes. Thank <laughs> yes. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two, what are you currently reading? I'm reading lots of things. Um, what do you, fiction, nonfiction, like autobiographical text or? So I try not to read like um, heavy intellectual things before yeah, bed. Yeah, material, yeah. Yeah, um, so I'm reading science fiction before bed. Um, and otherwise, I'm reading Women Who Run With Wolves, um, which me personally, I don't really like it. I don't like the way that this woman writes the story it's really hard for me to get through um but a lot of people love that book mm. um wait hold on okay i'll ask it again why are we really taking that long like yeah you guys want to run out oh, oh fuck man. no we're at 58 well maybe you start at the cameras first sorry. don't worry this is the last this is the last two sorry i'll ask you about the what are you currently reading again okay <clears throat> do you think in the future we should shorten the interviews? Do you think this is too long? Is I don't too know. much? Maybe I'd talk too much. If you can much. get, um, what's it called? There's like a, a cable you can connect directly from the camera to the... Charger? <clears throat> to the wall. To like any type of socket. Then you don't have to worry about batteries. I think they have one in there. I think so. We'll see for next time. Yeah, thanks for being here, Noe. I honestly would have probably just pushed the button and then just like kept talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah we know. Like, oh, the battery died. What? It would have just it would just cut off and we yeah. would have never known. Like, well, at least the listeners would. Yeah, <laughs> the listeners know. There? Yeah, the listeners know. Um, I just realized that we didn't finish the first Mexico trip. 
the first Mexico trip. After getting COVID and coming back. Do you want to touch up on that? Only if you want to. I think we're running out of time. Yeah. Now. I think we'll just, yeah. I think we should finish it up already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Got it. So did you get trained? Uh, we both did, yeah. Did yeah. it show you how to use the computer? Yeah, side? it's pretty easy. Go ahead. Okay, so second question is, what are you currently reading? Women Who Run With Wolves, which is just okay. And then um, Atomic Habits, which has been a really useful book, just kind of analyzing your life and understanding that you condition yourself to just automatically do things and that you can mm. break those habits. Mm. Um, and then I have an audio book that I'm listening to about communication just because I'm not the best at communicating personally. Yeah, you are. You are. It's an effort for me. Yeah. yeah. There are times when I'm like, I don't really understand how I'm feeling about something mm. and I don't know how to convey that. So mm. trying to get better about that. Yeah. Actually, I think the uh, Atomic Habit sounds really good. It's a good book. I do recommend it. Okay. Yeah. Read that. And last question, the big question, the question I want to hear about is what makes you truly, truly happy in life? Doesn't have to be skating related. Okay. Um, Travel, going new places and experiencing new things. Mm like being out of your comfort zone yeah it's like the the moment where you have that opportunity to grow Mm -hmm. um yeah travel and probably like personal relationships people Mm -hmm. community yeah 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 those two things are probably like really up there yeah i knew that about you you didn't have to tell me (laughs) (laughs) it's nice to know that that's that's what makes you truly happy yeah any last final thoughts words advice for new skaters advice for new skaters yeah do you have um, any advice yeah for folks that I, I started skating when I was 32 I love this yeah. there's the if you want to do something whether it's skating or something different just go do it yeah uh, if you don't like it you can stop but you should try like yeah. al- always try something that you have a little bit of interest in Um, I think we talked about this, like, you never know if you're going to enjoy something unless you try it. Yeah. You have to give it a shot. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, Get in there, try it, find your community, and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed having you and telling us about all these little stories that you have. And, yeah, excited to put this on air. I hope it was interesting. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, listeners. (laughs) Thanks for sticking around for one hour.